3: Figure Lending, LLC, DBA Figure. Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Oh, oh my God. It is the last one. It's the final
2: countdown. But I'm not singing final countdown. I'm just saying You're the saying words. saying final it's, countdown. It is the final countdown, as they say. That's all, you know, nothing to see here.
3: And I will say, like, I have a feeling that <laughs> the main thing that people are going to miss is yeah. my singing, is my singing. And, well, I, you know, I, I just want to let you guys know that it's still gonna live on you know what I mean it like is my going voice to live isn't on, yeah. my voice isn't going anywhere do you know what I mean like it's still gonna be around in the ether I try and sing as much as possible my Instagram but you just never know <laughs> um you, you never know if we're gonna count it singing well first off this is like a very I don't even know touching episode I would say I don't even know where to begin I'm faclemmped I've taken two shots already I am oh my fucked god. Up. Fucked up beyond belief, uh, because as it should be for our farewell episode. But first, (laughs) before we get into everything, we have to make a little announcement. If you're listening to this episode, our new project is live, and you can learn all about it on our social media pages and in our Facebook group. So don't worry, we will announce everything there. Right, John?
2: Absolutely. Um, You know, uh, it's a milestone day. By the way, Matt's here with us. We should go ahead and intro Matt. Welcome back, Matt. We couldn't have the show without Matt of course. Um, (laughs) um, And yeah, everything is live right now. Um, I don't know really how, I mean, Darren, maybe we should just jump straight to the don't be sad part of today's show because after we announced last week that, you know, we would be ending martinis and murder, we shared it in the Facebook group and I was overwhelmed because I mean, listen, I understand. I knew that this was going to be big news for so many. um, But, you know, I was just overwhelmed by how many people were so emotional and like crying about it. And, you yeah. know, we tried to, Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, we just, you know, we tried to explain, you know, as best we could with what we were frankly allowed to say that, you know, we would be continuing, Darren and I, we weren't going anywhere. What do you think we're going to just like up and leave? All we have is our, our each other. So, yeah,
3: exactly. <laughs> we're not like Matt's parenting skills, you know what I mean? We've learned not what not to do from Matt, I gotta say. And, and yeah. you know, the thing that surprised me actually the most, and obviously, like I said, John and I aren't going anywhere, was that a lot of you guys, and I guess I just hadn't realized this, we were their first ever podcast, period. And I sentence. saw like, that, first yeah, first podcast, which I always found surprising and like. I guess for us, you know, we made the bar so low that we literally made every other podcast look great. So I think that the other (laughs) podcasts owe us a favor of some sort, don't you think?
2: Oh, my God. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. I had the same reactions.
3: Okay, well, you know, we wanted to give a proper farewell to Martinis and murder, of course. And there's no better way to do that than drinking. So a while drink, we are yeah. reminiscing, yeah, while we're all reminiscing about our memories <laughs> and John is weeping like a little baby, and I am clearly not, because I have no emotions as we've determined over four years, uh, pour yeah. yourself a glass of something while you're listening to the show. As long as you're twenty one, of course, and drinking responsibly. Please don't be yes. operating a vehicle or heavy machinery. Uh, hopefully you're not. Doing <laughs> right. That. Uh, while you're drinking along But um, we we want to give one final Sort of cheers bitch to you all For being there for everyone I am going to go with my classic vodka soda today I already had two shots So I'm just going to put one shot in this guy Had a little lime juice uh, So I'm going to drink my classic Darren Tini. What are you guys drinking today?
2: Well I'm having a coffee A cold Frappuccino Which I, I love to drink from Starbucks With Darren the drink that has defined me over these 4 years, the alcohol I loved until frankly quarantine, I'm just going to be honest, Baileys. So, that's what's in my drink. Matt, are you drinking with us today?
1: I have poured a rye whiskey on the rocks.
2: Yum. You know what I God, think? I love it. Let's everybody enjoy the show. Let's take our drinks but we'll do one final cheers bitch at the very end of today's show. How about that? That way we can I really go out with a bang. Yeah, let's do that.
3: I love it. Well, we kind of wanted to reminisce today yeah. and go through some of the, the big moments from the show. I know the past couple of weeks I've been remembering a lot me I mean the first the weird thing that comes to mind like we think it would be Tershburn but for me you know what it was John I didn't even put it what? on this list but you know what it was what? Linford Crawford
2: Linford Crawford is the big thing that you remember from that
3: was the my show. big thing it was like if I want to talk about one memory what am I thinking of and it's just <laughs> you saying Linford Crawford Linford like Crawford Lenford Crawford people like that's you know so what I really remember the most after my debaucherous drinking
2: it's so funny because we've done 200 plus episodes of this show, and I remember Lanford Crawford so well, but I do n- I couldn't tell you what happened in that episode. They all blend together in my head, except for, you know, some of the really gory details that I always will remember because I'm traumatized by them. But Lanford Crawford, I can't even remember that episode. I'm sure I would once I heard details of it, but I couldn't tell you right now.
3: I just remember your accents uh, all the time,
2: which is... <laughs>
3: always great
2: my Irish accents as well I forgot about that
1: one what I remember and let's see if this uh, brings your memory back is that I believe that Linford Crawford was a pretty um bad
2: dude <laughs> yeah, that that I do remember yeah name,
1: Linford Crawford it just I don't know like he should <laughs> change it to like Mad Dog or something <laughs> Mad dog. See,
3: the thing that we can't forget is that Matt's commentary over the past (laughs) 200 plus episodes have been nothing short of enlightening. uh, I think, you know what I mean. I mean, I I think we're all a little stunned that Matt somehow, some way, procreated the like two most gorgeous, (laughs) smartest children ever, and yet, right? And then, and then, this is the type of shit that he brings us. So it's like, it's like, I guess sometimes it skips a generation. It's unclear, but. John, I know what you're going to say is your most memorable thing. So just get it out of the way now, sweetie, and we can move
2: on. Well, you know, listen, I have to go back to episode one of our show four years ago, which feels like so long ago and also not that long ago, when we started off the show with the Golden State Killer episodes. And in the Golden State Killer episodes, as if you guys haven't heard this a million times, I accurately predicted that the Golden State Killer must be... A cop. And sure enough, only a few months after that first episode, I believe that was 17, right? When he was, uh, Joe yeah. Angelo was arrested. And the Golden State killer case came to somewhat of an end. And it turns out he had once been a police officer. So what I'm saying is, I'm kind of an expert.
3: Do you remember we recorded that episode in that, like, small conference room? And that was, like, right before Valentine's oh, yeah. Day, if you remember, because we started in January. Yeah. And Matt made us those martinis, and then he put Hershey Kisses at the bottom of them. Oh, Do you remember yeah. that?
2: yeah. Look at you remembering those all were, that. Yeah.
3: That was when he put effort into his job.
2: That's, then at the end, crazy? he was like,
3: here's a yingling. And I was like,
2: a yingling? <laughs> yeah, things, Get out things of spiraled here. out of control at that point. Um, without going too much into Golden State, Darren, there are so many other things that were big moments from the show, some of which weren't even true crime related. In fact, who can forget one of the first, I don't know, 50 episodes, uh, when Matt, uh, harassed me and injured we've me with We've had a couple citrus peel. problems. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
3: We've had a couple citrus issues on this show. The thing about it is Matt, like when he was kind of flicking orange peels at us, like mm-hmm. he, I don't think he meant to hurt you irreparably i think that that what you was (laughs) oh no he did he did oh no he did he did he did and then didn't you take it and then you like put it into like a necklace or something
2: (laughs) so here's what happened yes Mm -hmm. so here's Mm -hmm. what happened smashed in the face with an orange peel ow oh my god it stings i have a bruise Um, my boss just physically attacked me in the workplace. Like, what can we do about this Uh, for legal reasons? That's a joke anyway. Um, so I remember we were in another conference room because remember in the first days of our show, we weren't in our regular studio. We were kind of always trying to find a place to record. Which I also kind of forgot about. So we had to clean up everything after every, you know, every single time. And I remember like I had my MacBook and my case with me and then the orange peel was like sitting on the ground. And I was like, well, I obviously need to clean this. And I was like, well, this might go into like a martinis and murder museum one day. So I better save it. So I put it in like a zipper part of my laptop bag and I forgot it was there, frankly, for quite a while. And then I was cleaning out the bag and I was like, oh my God, this is the orange peel that I was destroyed with. And I bought on Etsy like this little vial that was like a necklace as well. It was like a vial that you put onto a necklace, and I wore it at Crime Con. Sure, it's for a
3: vial. It keeps people's bloods in. That's cool Blood too. No, it's something you find. DNA. Yeah, no, it's something you just yeah. find online. Yeah, for a necklace. Yeah. It's for a necklace. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah. Put it in a necklace. Totally. And totally. So totally. I brought it to. I feel like it was Crime Con. Maybe it was another one of our live shows, which we'll get into in a second. But. For certain people, I was taking pictures with it. So some people at Crime Con, because I remember one day I forgot it in my hotel room, in New Orleans, I believe, have pictures of me with the actual orange peel that smashed into my face. Matt, do you... And by the way, I want to mention, everyone's like, isn't it disgusting and gross now? No, I don't know what was in this orange, but it is still... It's just hardened. It's like there's no moisture. It's just like a little crisp piece of orange uh ryan matt do you have any kind of final comments about this attack
1: i do it's one of my greatest memories (laughs) i will say though (laughs) i just i i i just jotted down um this dm that someone named janny uh sent me on instagram and she said i have to read this she said Hi Matt, I'm new to the podcast and I'm on episode 94, been binging, trying to catch up. I actually like your input on the show, thank you Jenny, and tell Darren and John hey, but also let them know I like you and I don't believe the orange peel thing.
2: That was her <laughs> Oh, she thinks it's fake wow. news? Is that her point? Interesting. And,
3: wow. The, I Frankly, it's alternative facts. It could have been anything <laughs> that it was hit with John. We're not even confident it was Matt hitting John, but I got to side with John on this one. But go ahead, Matt.
1: Yeah, thank and you. And I wrote back the orange peel incident was 100% real. Um, <laughs> and, okay. yeah, I mean, in my memory, the, the conference room that we had, it was the, the the longest conference room that we ever <laughs> yeah, recorded it was, and this yes. conference table could yeah. probably have had like 50 people. And for yeah. some reason, almost like just as, as a joke, you guys sat on one end and I sat way on the other end. And mm-hmm. it was... Correct. It's literally, it's like the longest conference room that you'll see. It was like a hundred yards. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's <laughs> the longest conference room Table, imagine a football field and i had given darren an orange peel i don't remember exactly what happened but john didn't get one and john was like well i don't get mm. an orange peel mm, <laughs> and yeah, it was like a timing thing and i just didn't happen to get john the orange peel or whatever so i sliced an orange peel mm. and because the conference table was so long i had to throw it you know hard no first of all breath. no so i am interrupting out. you i had also been working out quite a bit so my biceps were oh rubber. here we oh, go God. all right and yes. recording orange, early field, jesus christ it, i never in a mil- I, I was just hucking it over to you
2: but it's incorrect it much but much
1: faster much faster than i thought and it literally did hit john in the face like you know, I, I feel think, like I should first have of all, something because
3: I... I think what's surprising here is that you uh, were John's boss. Like, that's the whole <laughs> thing that's, like, surprising out of all of this. Is, like, technically, like, you were John's boss. Like, does that ever Here's does that not sit well with you? Because for me, it doesn't sit well. It's never sat well, I gotta be honest. <laughs> Just feels like the roles should be reversed.
2: Yeah, Matt, any thoughts there about that?
1: Yeah. Don't no comment no yep. okay. okay okay here's the
2: thing listen we don't need to sit here and recap we can go listen to the episode and you will hear i'm in mid-sentence and a you can hear literally you see the waveform when I, I remember editing at this point this was before we had megan and you can see in the waveform the smack of the orange peel in my face that's not handing me an orange peel from the other side of the room that is an attack and i will defend that until the end of the show which is seems to be in just a few minutes we um. do have
3: receipts for this stuff which is crazy it wasn't as, yeah. i will say it wasn't as bad as the fact though that like not only did we, like, end up, you know, doing same, you know, recordings every single same time, pretty much every single week. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I was late, but, like, every single week. And, like, John, I mean, Matt had, like, all this time to prepare. And then, like, yeah. one time when he was making us, like, a strictly lime martini or whatever the, what we was making, he's like, I couldn't find any limes. And I was like, we live in New York City. Like, how is it possible <laughs> that there's, like, a great lime famine of 2018? Turns yeah. out. You know, there was. Matt, Matt tried one place, and he was like, "Up, oh, no limes. Up, oh, there's a famine. Up, oh, I'm done." Like that was. it. I was gonna
2: say, and then didn't I? Was I the one that got the key limes or something? And like everyone no, made no, fun no, of me. No, 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 no I forget. No. I forget this one. You, you, can were, say it,
1: Matt. you were supposed to get the key limes. <laughs> <laughs> you failed.
2: Well, listen, Midtown Manhattan, to Darren's point, is not full of grocery stores, so you know in the amount of time that we had to get the limes there really wasn't an opportunity it just
3: seemed like a lazy uh you know uh, the lime famine great. we got some great fan art though a fan had That's like true. had done this like graphic design for us which i still have and i'm still obsessed with it yeah um, absolutely
2: how about
3: how about that time Taco Bell was going to sponsor us but they didn't
2: but then they didn't we were so close i remember Do you guys remember the one outing we had where we went and got Taco Bell together as a family? Oh, my God. Um, And the four of us ate
3: for under, like, $15. And it was amazing.
2: We we ordered, like, everything on the menu.
3: Or the time that I came back to my desk. This is years from that outing. And, like, there were just two cold, cheesy gordita crunches on my desk. (laughs) And I was like, there was no Uh, note. It was just, like, left on my desk. And then Matt was like, oh, yeah, I got them for you. And then I've, like... I almost felt bad about all the years that I've been teasing Matt because he, like, went out and got me Taco Bell.
2: When you return to your desk and there are two sloppy, cold, cheesy gordita crunches, who do do you typically think would have been the person to do that? Do you think me or did you immediately think it was Matt?
3: I knew it was going to be Matt because there was no note. And I know that you love to leave Post-it notes of things. And also you would (laughs) never leave me fucking cold (laughs) Taco Bell. Um, no. and it's totally possible because I have the type of job where I'm 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 everywhere every day like I don't go to yeah. 30 Rock every day. So in theory yeah, right. Matt left it A without telling me. B days just which before. was a nice gesture, you know, like but the yeah. road to hell is paved with good intentions and like I might not have seen my desk for 3 days which means oh, that he God. essentially left two possibly rotting like meat tacos on my desk to rot. <laughs> but you know, it is what it is.
2: And it listen, let's be honest, Taco Bell on its own, fresh out of the oven, isn't exactly the most, um, fresh. friendly to the stomach, so don't let, you know, don't let it sit there for a couple days either. Matt, any thoughts about this issue?
1: You know, I was just, I, I'll tell you, I had a doctor's appointment that day at work, and there's no Taco Bell right around 30 Rock, as we all
2: know. <laughs> right, and that's And
1: I happened to be walking by a Taco Bell on the upper east side where my doctor was, and and I was like, I I I've gotta like go in and and buy this for Darren. So I did.
2: How thoughtful. How thoughtful Darren. But I do
1: have one more thing to say about the lime famine. Oh, okay. Which is okay I think part of the issue was that we were trying to make key lime margaritas. And so Ooh. wasn't it? I, I it's foggy a little bit, but at some point, we needed key limes to make key lime margaritas. And we we couldn't find them or whatever. It's I don't think it's terribly easy to get key limes in yeah, we York did. City. Yeah,
2: re- we did just recap that, yeah. Yes. But key <laughs> limes,
1: not just no, limes, right? No, no I know. No, cool. yeah. we, we literally just talked about that. For 10 minutes time, okay, so like, that's cool. Well, that's cool. What what yeah, yeah. No, that's to, okay. All yeah, I yeah. wanted to say was that there was <laughs> Ashley from Florida...
2: Male desk key lines. That's what I remember. Oh, that's oh, right. Yes, I'm remembering. That. Wow. How do you remember the name? That's amazing. Um, all right. Well, moving on from our food-obsessed things that have this happened, This next Darren. topic I
3: think I should take because it's not courteous to, for men to ask women the status of their pregnancies, so I don't want to... That was
2: what I was about to say. I, I wanted you, Darren, to really speak on motherhood yeah. And what life has been with you uh, with baby Tersh? Go ahead and take it away.
3: Well, um, it's been an interesting road, to say the least. I think the pandemic, you know, sort of... I'm sure Tersh is still in there, right? Like, I know that Tersh is still around galloping inside my stomach in some sort of way. Of course. Right? Like, in in my uterus, that is where Tersh is living right now. However... I think that the stress of the pandemic, frankly, the stress of Tersh knowing that the father could be Matt, has made Tersh really not want to come out, really wanted to stay inside. So she's she's in there for right now. I, th- I think she's waiting till this is all over.
2: And it is a she. Are we saying it's a she?
3: Listen, far be it for me to tell her what <laughs> she wants to identify as, but what we've seen yeah. through the scans... Is she is Seems biologically a fe- born a female? Yes. Okay. That's right. What we well, know.
2: listen. Who knows when or where baby Tersh may decide Ask to Ask me show if I've her. gotten
3: any deer support for Matt. No, I have not. Deer I have not gotten any doe support. support. No dough for the doe, Okay. <laughs> I've, I've seen nothing come from Matt's uh, side of the side of the aisle here. It's well, been all me.
2: Well, Darren, this also, you know, let's not forget, baby Tersh was a result of the Matt and Darren sleepover that you guys both kept from me until we were on air that day, which, which as Matt, a of the show... Matt, I gotta give us credit show, for. I gotta no, give Matt don't, and I credit for this. No, do not. I do.
3: Like, the fact that we had this, like, kind of major announcement, but also the fact that Matt slept over in my, like shitty apartment. You know, it just goes to show how much four years can make because now I'm living in a much nicer place. But like, now when I look back at that time, the fact that Matt actually was willing as a grown adult (laughs) man with a family who lived in probably a beautiful house, I've never seen it, was agreeing to stay on my shitty couch and wear my dykey basketball shorts. (laughs) I mean, it says something about him, I think. Matt, do you remember this time?
1: I do. I mean, what I remember most is that I had no I had nothing to wear aside from a stale Hence outfit. Hence,
2: baby Tersh. Exactly. Yeah.
1: To work. Right. And I. what I remember is, and thank you for having me, by the way. And that was, as you guys know, that was a rough time in yes. my life. And that was yes. very, that was so generous of so, Darren. I have to say, like, it, she, she gave me a little a little place to stay for the night and it was very nice um but what i remember the most was walking into the gap buying an outfit uh <laughs> and then wearing the outfit out the dressing room and asking the woman she could just like ring it up on my body and it was very oh my God.
2: i don't remember that that's amazing yeah
1: i she got the shirt fine but then she couldn't get the pants and so she was right like, and there was a line and i was like i'm so sorry and people were getting you know upset because they're waiting in the line and she was like can you like just run around the counter run around the counter because she had to ring it up and she couldn't get the pant leg you know the tag and so i ran around it was a long counter i had to run to her all the way behind and then there was that thing where you have to like take it off with the machine on clothes sometimes of you know, course like So now now you're
2: sideways on the counter.
1: Yeah, and she was like, "Lift up your leg, lift up your leg." And I, oh dear, and I'm behind the counter at the gap. Oh dear. And I couldn't, and it was like kind of high up. And then she grabbed my leg and pushed up even higher. Oh my god! I'm not even
3: sure. You think that this would wasn't it the J Crew in Thirty Rock that you did this? Matt, no, or was it the gap? No, ga- or was it, it was, was a gap. The gap.
1: It was a gap walking to your, from your apartment to 30 Rock. I passed the gap, and it was definitely the
2: gap. I think I know exactly which gap I know
1: exact is,
3: gap. It was on 59th like, <laughs> Street. I mean, I, let me just say, though, as like a little aside before we continue with the hilarity, like because that was kind of a rough time in your life, in all seriousness, and like we all were kind of privy to a little bit, I think it just goes to show the testament of our listeners and certainly the Facebook group and our friendships at the time where it's like, even though we love to tease you and make fun of you and you've sort of become this, you know, person for us to, uh, project all of our anger and hatred on the world onto, you took everything with such grace and I, I and the, and the listeners really, I think not, I don't want to say came to your defense, but they were really protective over you in in a time with the world. And, and I don't know if you sense that at all, Matt, but like, cause you have a family and everything to take care of but like it was just really nice to see it. in all genuineness like your reaction to it their reaction to it I, I, it was very humbling honestly
1: yes i do i i'm aware of that and i'm very appreciative i'm just
2: thinking of all those like creepy guys that are like you know hey there sweetheart i can't i had to put my pants on in the dressing room you want to you want to tag and scan me <laughs> you know you know it's just like The setup there is disturbing, but I know, Matt, that was obviously not your intention, but...
3: John, did you ever get... Did you ever get any, like, DMs from listeners, like, hitting on you or, like, asking you out?
2: Um... How do I answer (laughs) Did you? Did you? Um... Darren, how can you just throw this... This is not in the agenda, you guys. Well, I was
3: just thinking, out of four years, like, I don't think I ever got one.
2: Well, different for you guys, I mean... Let's remember, a lot of our listeners, a lot of you guys listening right now, are women, and there are there were some men who DM'd me. Yes, I think that's as okay. far as I'm gonna share. I just want to know. I'm just
3: curious. I just curious, John. I like putting you I'll on the say spot. This.
2: No, no, no. I'll say this is. I don't know if hitting on me is even the right word, but there were some guys that messaged me and we connected, and it was a normal thing. I mean, again, the show is just a vehicle for internet friendships let's be honest I mean how many people I know so many people that are fans of the show now just from my DMs on Instagram you know what I mean
3: well and let me and let me just say like my mom fell in love with you because she thinks your voice is mellifluous so listen, if my mom, <laughs> who's definitely straight, right. almost 70 years old, you know, is willing yeah, to date yeah. you, uh, then I'm sure you <laughs> you're a very handsome, charming fellow. And I just oh, wanted to know. I never asked you. you. No, Now's no, no, the time to get these things out there. You know what I mean?
2: That's true. It's our last It's our last chance with Martinis and Murder. No, I, n- listen, by the way, nothing ever came of anything. But, you know, I did become, I guess you could say, good internet friends with a handful. And... It's fun, you know. This is the this is the joy of creating communities like this is like you get to meet so many people from all over the world that feel truly impacted and connected to you. And like, you know, Darren, I feel like you and I and even Matt, you know, we've done we're I've been so appreciative, I guess is what I'm trying to say, that the three of us have taken our friendships with the listeners so seriously because I know so many podcast hosts that don't give a shit about their listenership but we really have done I think a you know like a great job at truly showing that we do care about not just the listeners but even the people that we're talking about in our episodes so that's why we're going to continue in our different projects moving forward and together because I feel like Darren and Matt and I you know the three of us are you know, we created something special here.
1: Yeah, we're a family. Good point, John. Take a drink. Thank especially you. About will, like actually. the The internet community, because I think one of the most satisfying things to me is in our Facebook group, where I snuck into, under an alias, oh. um, yes. and I'm not on there that much, but, you know, I check in periodically, and to see the... You know people in the community interacting with each other and supporting each other and having each other's backs and mm-hmm. that to me is one of the best parts of it like there's this community for sure and, definitely yeah it's kind of beautiful
3: No, it really is. You know, I was actually going to lead into the next thing by saying one of my favorite things was, like, the the listeners were also, like, in on our jokes. You know what I mean? Not only, like, mom and dad, (laughs) but, like, you guys would encourage us to be jokey even more. And, like, you never took it too seriously. You know what I mean? Like, even when I was ribbing on John to get him to say everything, even asking him about DMs, like, love tripping him up, it was never... (laughs) There was nothing nothing malicious about anything. You know what I mean? Like, it's good cracks, it's good jokes between family and and the listeners were in on it all along and that was, like, one of my favorite parts about it. You know, no one was ever being like, Darren, you're so mean. It was always like, oh my God, Darren, you're mean but you're hilarious and keep giving John and Matt shit or, you know, like, mom is amazing with... It's just like... They were in on it, and that's why I think the group felt really right for us, you
2: know. And not for nothing, but and you make such great points. That's so true, and you've talked about this before. It's like, and the listeners have mentioned this. There are not many Facebook groups, especially with as many people in it, that are wholesome and friendly. You know, a lot of them are toxic hellscapes for a lot of the internet. But somehow our listeners, I don't know, I think it's a testament to the show that we've created, are just such sweet people. I was just going to say, I hope... One day, Darren, we hear of, you know, two single listeners who loved the show, ended up meeting at one of our live shows. You know, they got oh. married, had a kid. I want us to have that kind of impact in people's lives so that it can just be like a full circle moment.
1: You know what I mean?
3: I would absolutely <laughs> love that. That would be amazing. And
1: their baby's name would be Tersh, obviously. <laughs> it would be Tersh, yeah, obviously. Right.
3: One of my favorite things, John, and listen, I have been known to slip up several thousands of times on this show, but you've had some good ones. You've had some good ones over the years. And my favorite, give it to us right now, John. You know we need to hear it.
2: That would probably have to be nineteen nine Day from just about a year ago. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what happened that day. I was just kind of... um, I think I was reading ahead, you know, of like whatever words I was on. You were and feeling like,
3: the booze, man. You were feeling the booze. Well,
2: that too. Yeah, that too. You know, I was a mess.
3: What I don't remember is like, how did I trick you into saying vagina?
2: Okay, I know that did happen one time cuz the V word was a whole thing on the show for it so long. It was a whole long. thing, but I
3: got you to say vagina and you I did, think even yeah. Megan like <laughs> Megan and I like grabbed Laugh. each other's thighs cuz we were like so shook. We weren't sure if it actually was like I, know. I remember looking at Megan being like, "Did he say vagina?" <laughs> and and Megan like utterly confirmed for me. Like, I think Matt was like yeah. busy drinking. Like, he, I don't even think he noticed, but like how did I trick you into getting to say <laughs> it?
2: I don't remember off the top of my head the the show. I think Megan can probably you know find it for us and we can mark it in the show or something. But yeah, you definitely like moments later like tricked me into saying it. I think what it was was I didn't want to be like that guy that seems sexist or misogynistic or like women's body parts are so taboo. Obviously, that is not who I am at all. I'm more of the faith, if you will that unless i need to say the word i don't really see a need for it um that's just where i stand on the v word Uh i think even to this day and you know it is what it is Darren, let's move on a little bit here because we have been talking quite a lot, reminiscing as we end Martinis and Murder. One of the other things that I really loved about Martinis and Murder were all the amazing interviews that we got to do over the years. A couple that stuck out to me, Nancy Grace. I mean Bella. I Ball. mean, hello,
3: I am her little, little darling. Like
2: <laughs> That's right, I forgot about that. Who we actually got to talk to, I think, a couple times. I remember talking to her at the first crime con. Um, she tried to embarrass me. It didn't work. Nice try, Nancy Grace. Nancy thinks you're an extremely handsome, John. I know. I appreciate that. I love Nancy. She's fun. Dave Holloway was an interesting one as well. Darren, what were you going to say?
3: Yeah, I was going to say that, like, I, I I, think Nancy Grace was, like, the type of person that, like, was, like, visibly making me nervous. Like, I've never been <laughs> around somebody to visibly make me nervous, and yet, like,
2: Yeah, she I did. know what you're saying. Um, yeah. You know what
3: though I I even before Nancy Grace what I who I really wanted to shout out was um uh Nancy uh is that her name? Why am I blinking on it? Our first ever interview Nancy Hakes is that who it is? Why am I blinking on it? Oh, Francie this name? Hakes. Francie. Francie Hakes. Duh. Yes. She was incredible she and she was, was so sweet and she was like our first remote interview. Remember it wasn't in person? That's right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And she
3: just had so much good insight about like profiling people and what matters in evidence. And I just remember that was like my first real moment because, you know, Nancy Grace is like everyone knows Nancy Grace, true crime icon. Like, truly, uh, yeah. Just, just, she's always the one that people want to see. But in this case, like, yeah. Francie taught me so much about, I, I hate to say the industry, but like the industry of crime and, and, and yeah. murder and solving a case that I just remember sitting in the room with you guys and it was very early days yep. and thinking yep. like, Wow, I can learn a lot from this, you know, as totally. a podcast host. Yeah. And and so I just wanted to shout out Francie for being that person, even though I no, completely that's a butchered great her name. Point. It must be my two shots of vodka, so I apologize. It's your two
2: shots of vodka. We had just mentioned Nancy. It's okay. I'm sure Francie understands that. No, Francie was great. I remember walking out of the studio that day being like, oh my God, I just learned so much from that woman. How amazing is she?
3: Well, I mean, God, and you mentioned Dave Holloway, which was obviously like, you know, when Oxygen was doing that whole special, when there was... Hope for Dave, you know, because they thought they found something maybe relating to Natalie and it turned out not to be the case. You know, it just goes to show, and we've talked about it a lot over 200 episodes that, and listen, true crime podcasters, I think, are the really definition of this, but that like a, a parent's love, a sibling's love, a just love for that person and trying to get to solve something sometimes can help solve so many crimes. And and even though Dave wasn't getting the answer that he deserved, the love that he has has for his daughter, Natalie, and the case that really became, you know, the disappearance of Natalie Holloway was just inspiring, you know, especially not as a parent. It just, it brought me to tears. I remember crying in that interview. It was crazy. You know,
1: I, I agree with that. And as a parent, you know, I, it makes me think it's hard enough to be a parent, be a good parent, And provide for your children and do your normal life now you have you know your daughter dies is murdered and you still have to provide for your family and you still have to you know do your job whatever that is and then but you're also going to dedicate yourself for a decade or more trying to bring justice to what happened to your daughter, you know? And that's like, it's it's like you have to have a whole nother life on top of your normal life, which is already hard enough.
2: Yeah, I mean, Dave Holloway was just one of many of the victims families that we got to talk to. I mean, there are just so many, I can't even list them all. But and yeah, I had the same feelings, you know, in all of those interviews, it's just heartbreaking. And you made the point, Matt, of like, dedicating your life to finding justice. And it's like, even talking to a podcast may help something. So that's why they do it, you know. And. It's uh you sort of see them in their most vulnerable moments in those conversations. So it's really admirable that they would take the time to talk to us in a lot of ways.
3: Absolutely. And you know what? Rabia Ashadri, who we saw at oh CrimeCon, we saw at so many, um, you know, lives. She's been in the ether yeah. forever because Adnan Syed, <laughs> and let's not forget that that case, which. Serial really brought about which, and I and I know there have been true crime podcasts before that, but Serial I yeah. felt like put true crime in the podcast world on the map oh, in yeah. terms of something oh, that yeah. everyone was talking about. And Rabia played a huge part in Adnan's case and still does to this day. And yeah, talk about say. having internet friends, John. I mean, didn't you guys <laughs> kind of spark up an internet friendship, and that was really how it yeah. got started? I thought.
2: Yeah, I mean, Robbie and I had been DMing each other for years before we started Martinis and Murder because Adnan is in the prison right down the street from my house in Maryland. And I just remember being like, if there's anything I can do from down the street, please let me know. And, you know, she was so gracious and kind to come on to our show and we talked to her all those years ago. I mean, that was another one of, I think, our first one of our first 100 episodes probably 50 maybe even so yeah rob and then we finally got to meet her at crime con we took a picture with her and she was so what one of the things i love about her is like she's so friendly and sweet and conversational but she has She's so fucking smart. Right. Like if you listen to her show Undisclosed, and I think she's done a couple other things. She's written some books. She's just such a just one of those people I admire and look up to because I want to be like her one day when I grow up, basically.
3: God, me too. I wish we were half yeah. the per I wish all three of us were <laughs> half the person that Robbia is put together, okay? But
1: Right? Yeah. I'm just a reindeer, so Yeah, you're That's just true. you're just
3: I'm just a doe trying to make some dough out here. Uh, But, you know, we had Mary Jo Botafuco, who was probably the most surprising of our guests. Because not only did she survive Hello, A Gunshot to the Face, but she was also the most... I don't know how to put this. Like, she was effervescent. She was funny. She was hilarious. But you know what she was? She had grace. Like, she forgave her... Yeah. Her, uh, She forgave Amy. Attacker. She, She, she yeah. forgave her, her attacker. She, almost for, she forgave her fucking ex-husband. Like, talk about a woman who, and and God, like, I can't even, I don't even forgive half the people, you know, on our podcasts who Your don't even live driver. anymore. Right, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, oh, are you two minutes late? Fuck you, dude. Uh, but <laughs> talk about someone that we should Such really bad. all look up to and probably doesn't get yeah. enough credit for it. She is just amazing.
2: I just remember that one of the biggest takeaways was that she just was not willing to let it be a negative thing in her life. She was not letting it define her. She didn't want to sound like a victim. She survived the attack and now she's, you know, out there on her circuit making a life for herself and making sure people understand the significance of it and what serious gun safety laws probably need to be enacted, you know, so... I really liked her interview. We also talked to Deborah Newell. That was unfortunately one, Darren. I think you weren't able to come to, but Deborah was such an amazing person. She was there with Laura Richards that day. We talked about coercive control, and that was off the heels of the Dirty John episodes.
3: But yeah. if you remember, and I don't, I think I came on to tell this to you because uh, I couldn't make it because I believe I was in—I was traveling for work or traveling with Andy, but. But Tara, our daughter, came on to be the bartender of Watch What Happens Live. And so I went to go see her and I was like, oh, you know, our our podcast had interviewed John and she had, uh, John had interviewed your mom and she had brought her dogs with her. And I was like, oh my God, Tara, you know how I am with animals. And I was like, oh my God, Tara, I'm stealing your dogs. And she looked at me and she was like, Darren, you know what I'm capable of. You can't steal my dogs. And I was like, Tara, marry me. I love you. You're amazing. Like just the way that she had handled this super traumatic PTSD event, you know? And here I am just like, her dogs were so sweet. And I was like, Tara, I'm stealing them. And for her to have that kind of humor about it broke the ice in so many ways. You know what I mean? And it just goes to show that like uh, these people are just better than we will ever be, Johnny boy, better than we will ever be. Yeah.
2: Cause it's like, how do you really approach somebody that's Gone through something like that. Well, sounds like she's handling totally. it very well. We love Tara. So, yeah,
1: aside
2: absolutely. from that, as well, we should also mention that, you know, we had, had some a lot podcast of podcast our...
3: people on too. Yeah. So, let's shout those people out.
2: Yeah, of course. We can't go without saying um, Lance and Tim, who are our best friends. And I believe, Darren, they were our first ever.
3: Interview. interview
2: they were the I called them
3: I called them Tansen and limb and they ended just tans being uh, amazing guys you know they are crime con fixtures they've been having you know That's missing right now on for years and now crawl space uh, those guys have right. always given us such just not only great advice but they've been just supporters of us and it just goes to show with them especially how great the podcast community has been along with Patrick and Jillian from True Crime Obsessed who we've actually developed friendships with because they were really I mean Jillian's straight but like they were us you know because you and and Patrick are so similar that those guys have been really good friends and it just goes to show that because we're all in television but now podcasting the podcast community is just so much nicer like there's just so much it really is not as it doesn't feel as competitive it always feels like we're all working towards the same higher goal you know
2: what i mean that's exactly what i was just gonna say it just feels like a community that's all in their own little corners of the true crime world but yeah totally i think working towards the same overall goal which is to tell these stories get as much of that information out there as possible and share information in particular in the idea of sort of crowdsourcing information in hopes that maybe some families and victims can have justice. At least I know Absolutely. the people we've talked to, that's been their their uh, number one goal. We also had, Darren, a couple of celebrities on. Actually, we quite did. a few, if I think about
3: it. We did. I mean, we had Sherry Shepard. Hello. Oh, my love God. Sherry Shepherd. love Sherry Shepard. She's her. amazing. I mean, what an incredible person to have. We had Randy Havens, who you uh, squealed like a baby girl on that one. You <laughs> were...
2: I... I've you been such a fan out with of Randy. Randy. I know. Yeah. I really did. For those who don't remember, Randy was um, and is Mr. Clark on Stranger Things, the science teacher. And he was a fan of the show and happened to be in New York and we were DMing each other. And I said, you have to come in and talk murder. So and actually, he and I are still good friends. We still chat from time to time. And Darren, I won't give anything away, but I know he's working on some pretty big projects right now. So just be on the lookout for him. In the coming uh, weeks and months, but yeah.
3: yeah, and I and I know we're we're wrapping up our tour of memory lane. I know, but we, we have we, so we can't much. we can't go away without at least just highlighting a little few moments from our live shows. I mean, our first ever one, Caroline's on Broadway, which made me learn a <laughs> lesson about drinking too much at work. Oh my
2: god, I forgot. Yes, yes. Let's let's so we tried not it forget. Again.
3: Let's yeah. not forget, um, yeah. you know, Carson was a, uh, was very helpful in me getting home that night. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> um, and I can say that we're friends now, so I can say that, you know, I think Good, she'd be yes. comfortable with saying that. But we also had Carolyns on Broadway again in December with Michelle Collins, who, if, you know, all the so listeners funny. out there, we deliberately told Michelle Collins not to. To say who killed JonBenet Ramsey, and <laughs> she, who she went up there, was, or yeah. who she thought killed JonBenet Ramsey, rather. And of course, what was the first thing she said, John?
2: Well, she went on, and without getting us in legal trouble, she told everyone who she thought it was. was the person we told her not to say. So so, this is, you know,
3: so don't 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 tell Michelle Collins what you don't want. You I know was just going mean? to say
2: you don't tell Michelle Collins not to say something because what is she going to do? She's going to say something. So you
3: don't that. and. You know, I missed the inaugural Crime Con because I was traveling for work, which was in 2017 in Indianapolis, I believe, if I'm That's correct. Right. Yep. But I knew yep. it was in Indianapolis, so I got to make sure I made it for the <laughs> Nashville and New Orleans ones, of course. And I got to say, yeah. I mean, did we have fun or what?
2: That was fun. I remember you guys tried to prank me by saying a very high executive was wondering where I was when I was shopping for bananas at Walmart. That because we were um, like, it's in midnight
3: in Nashville on like a Friday, and he this fucking bitch is sweats. at Walmart shopping for bananas. <laughs> um, but even I in New Orleans, food. Matt, do you remember coming to my friend's house in New Orleans, or were you were you a little too oh, intoxicated boy. to remember that?
1: I remember everything about it. Yeah. Okay. Good. Remember I'm making. i okay. making sure. To straight. your friend's house, I remember taking the tour of his house. Your friend was the best host ever. Yeah. Truly. Out in the backyard, yes. I remember things getting a little fuzzy. I remember John yeah, okay. showing up right when I said I need to fucking go back to the hotel now.
3: <laughs> yep. And John, John was like, "Poof, I'm here," and it was yeah, a, it was hi. great. Remember, John, you were a little confused as to what I did to Matt, and I said literally nothing. Matt got this way on his own.
2: It felt like I was in a dream. Absolutely, it it did. It it
3: definitely did. Um, You know, Who Can Forget Death Becomes Us, which was actually sold out in Gramercy, and I live by the theater now. It's on my street, so it feels like I'm back home now. You know what I mean? (laughs) I missed Gramercy.
2: Gramercy was so fun. That was part of the Death Becomes Us Festival. You did just mention that. That was such a big show for us in a couple of different ways, or at least for me. One, a couple more of my friends were in the audience, which was really fun. Number two, we sold it out. Let's not forget that point. Okay, Gramercy Theater sold out. And number three, I remember, Darren, you know, we had done Caroline's twice. I think we did something at Crime Con, you know, some small stuff, but this was sort of our first big show. And for whatever reason, I was so not nervous. I was so excited to get out there and see our listeners and our fans. And the line was down the block. It was just such a great day full of nothing but positive energy. And so if any of you guys were there that night, I know a handful of you were. Thank you so much because it really turned a corner for us. I just felt like now we can really do stuff. Yeah, That
1: was definitely... I, I feel like that was definitely my favorite the turning show point personally it was yeah. so fun and even though yeah. i almost chopped my finger off before the show oh
2: my god and, i forgot about that
1: uh, i almost didn't come to the show
2: i was just gonna say i remember oh, yeah. i was at the subway going to the show i was like camera ready basically Matt texts us. It's literally like thirty Mangled minutes before.
3: Hand, basically. He's right. like, I don't
2: know if I can make it. I I, I just chopped my finger off. I was like, of course you did. Of, of course. course. Of
1: you course. Know, Ten minutes before the show, you chopped your of finger. This course. was not. I have to say though, this was not some kind of sloppy thing that happened. Like I, I <laughs> no, had a backpack. I, know, I traveled <laughs> recently, and I and I stuck my hand as the backpack to try and grab something, and. My razor was
2: in there, which I didn't right. remember, oh, and it yes, just
1: literally—and I watched the top part of my finger come off.
2: Oh God! Okay, I'm not kidding. And um, I wrapped it up, and let's mute his mic, Megan. Yeah, let's. I wrapped what it up. was?
3: Wait, Matt, Matt. What was the show? Was it South by Southwest? I know you fucked up a ton in Boston, but I don't think this was this. What was the you show where you like bus. brought the wrong computer cord? And you were like, oh, I don't have the charger for my Mac. And I was like, OK, people, let's take a step <laughs> back at what our roles are here. Do you remember that one? Where was that? I think
2: that was that was Gramercy, I think, wasn't it? Was it? It I don't was remember. hysterical. They all blur together.
3: Yeah, they yeah. do all blur together. But I mean, and let's not forget South by Southwest when, jo- I mean, even yep, Matt fine. and I were on the same side of this, where Matt and I, I think, just watched you, John, like,
1: Oh my God. slowly
3: become so intoxicated. Right, Matt? Like, you and I were hanging out that whole night being like, what is John doing?
1: John was so funny. Lit. He was so, he was fun. so, he was funny. so, so funny. He yes. was also so funny. Yes. I was, I have, ne- John has never had me. I couldn't stop laughing because he just. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. came up with these quips and these, like, one-liners and he just kept really? going. yeah, like, I don't on. even remember.
3: He gets sassy when he gets drunk, people. He gets very sassy.
2: Let me say this. I resent the fact that you only think I'm funny when I'm drunk at South by Southwest. I am a funny guy. Listen, Matt, the truth is, we're working when we see each other 99% of the time. So get True. me, you know, buy me a yeah, bottle. Yeah, you are of his boss. Let's so, have some fun.
3: I mean, he's yeah. he's very professional. I mean, and you know what? We can't we can't really wrap up this episode without talking about the Boston show and just no, Matt bowing we? to side stage. Oh. No. Yes, and listen. Me-
2: here's the thing. Oh, no, yeah, man. we did a whole Boston recap episode, so and we should go to listen that. to th- yeah, go yep. listen to that because we don't want to end on a bad note. But let's just say. Uh, Darren and I were, were having conversations about the future of Matt's participation. Just, yes. I'm, I'm just kidding, but we kind and of were, yeah.
3: the thing that I remember most, though, and I've said this before, but it needs to be said again, was that when the next morning when we had to fly out and Matt and I were going oh, yeah. to the airport together, and I said to him, I was like, are you going to make it? Like, don't make me late. I'm I'm crazy with this stuff. Like, don't make me late. And he, God, he, he knew he knew this. Like, he knew that I'm type A. He knew that I was OCD. He also knew that he fucked up majorly. Because when I got downstairs in the lobby, he was already waiting for me. And I knew that that was going to be a shocker because he would be hung over. And he looked, and Matt, you're a very handsome guy, as our Facebook uh, group has told me thousands of times. But you <laughs> looked a little disheveled that morning. Like, <laughs> sucking on a vape or something. And you just knew <laughs> not to talk to me. Like, you had just looked, you looked so disheveled defeated like you knew what I was gonna say to you and I think it just like shook my head at you and I was like get in the fucking car like I was like we're done get in the car let's make it home and it was just so so funny now looking back on that like you knew I was gonna be so pissed and you handled it accordingly it was it was great it was great
2: Darren was texting me, too. She was like, can you fucking believe this fucking Fucking And I was like, listen, just get home safe. I love you both. Um, the Boston show was amazing. You know, I think the Boston show was, in a sense, a turning point, too, because that was our second one in the right. sense of doing our own thing. And it really made me even more confident because what listeners may not have realized, if you remember, a year ago, we were in between our Brooklyn show and our DC show. And we had big plans to tour in 2020 before a pandemic hit.
3: Well, we made sure to get two super spreader events yeah, we got in two before, yeah. uh, you know, the whole thing went down. We had Bell House, uh, which was awesome, in Brooklyn and like Gowanus. Definitely. like You know, and then we had DC at Hamilton Live. And if you remember, you met my first boyfriend, John.
2: Oh, that's right. I almost forgot about that. He's such a sweetheart. I loved him. Um, Yeah, those two shows were so fun because, again, it just felt like, you know, we were were hitting our stride until this pandemic happened. And then, yeah, you know, we kind of look back and it's like, well, the first case was already in the States, so it's hard to imagine, (laughs) you know, that, you know, those things weren't happening, but...
3: It was just, it's been an incredible four years to say the least. Uh, Certainly on this podcast, let me just say. It's been an incredible four years on this podcast. And honestly, thank you to Oxygen for being so supportive of us allowing yeah. me to curse as much as I want and really uh, giving us the room to be who we are and to cultivating our relationships and our and our friendships together like it's been a really yeah. really big deal for us to have this platform and we've hoped that we've, we've served you well and certainly Oxygen yeah. has served us well over the years and just wanted to say a big thing we have a, a couple of thank yous to get to obviously um, as we wrap out this episode
2: yes definitely Oxygen of course a special thank you to our lawyer on the phone who never really got a chance to jump on mic with us. Allie, who has, besides being just an overall great person, would bake us things for our birthdays. And would remember
3: our birthdays. Like, she would text me being like, it's John's birthday in 89 days. And I was like, Allie, the fact that you know this, Is sickening to me, okay? You are too smart for your own good. Allie, you have been incredible. All our lawyers over the years, because we didn't actually get to start with Allie. We started with a couple of them. So thank you for all of our lawyers who were put on the line. Of course, Gina, the staff boozer. It's been a while since we've heard her name. But she has made a ton of drinks for us, ton of recipes. And and that has been great. Uh, You know who we have to thank, though, right now, John. The woman behind the, the sound effects. The woman who makes us sound like we are almost coherent on this podcast.
2: None Darren other than.
3: Darren Carp. Darren, I just want to <laughs> <Darren> say
2: <Karp. laughs> you've been amazing.
0: and Darren's
2: uh, been amazing this whole you're time. You're attractive,
3: Darren. Um, no, we got to give it up. <laughs> to my fellow cat lady, the one and the only Megan. Not only did Megan Megan scare the shit out of us, but giving us taxidermy animals, which how could we possibly forget how fucking scary that was to get? Even Matt got the bat, (laughs) which was pretty great. But Megan is a consummate professional, fucking hilarious, has been such a big support system for us throughout this show, comes in on time, even when I'm late, stays late when I'm late, and has been, honestly, one of the loveliest people I've gotten to know. And I'm proud to say that we're friends. Hopefully, I'm not letting Megan come on Mike to refute <laughs> anything I'm saying. So Megan, we are best friends. And you know that. I don't think I need to tell you that. I see yeah. the tattoo on your arm of me. And I just wanted to say, thank you, <laughs> Megan, for being incredible.
2: And I want to say, to echo what you were saying about Megan, is that not only was she on time every single day, Uh, that we would record which by the way she lives like an hour away which is not easy to do to be on time when you live that far away I had to
3: go one floor and was still late but just putting things into context putting things into context yep
2: But, you know, there were several times where Megan would show up with wet hair because she had to walk in the rain. She never once complained about anything. And that is a very rare thing, especially in media. I'm just going to throw it out there. So, amen. um, by the way, you know, my audio, when we would send the audio to Megan in this pandemic, when we weren't in the studio, for whatever reason, it would always seem to like have an error during the upload and megan was always so patient and was like don't worry it's it's... fine send it when you can and just never complained and so i think megan if you can come on and just i don't know if you are even prepared to come on this was unplanned but we would love to say thank you and if you have any thoughts about the show or to the listeners we'd love to hear you wait
1: wait wait megan
2: doesn't want that to happen no
1: i'm saying megan can have like 20 seconds to think about what she wants to say because (laughs) I also just want to reiterate everything you're both saying and I also want to say she just has this amazing way about her where she gets things done but she's the most pleasant person to deal with and you know there are times when like we needed to have like legal approval or this or that and like I feel like other people should have been doing this. Maybe me, <laughs> but like, I was Megan just thinking maybe it. Matt yeah. and Megan would like email people and be like, Hey, you know, I need to publish this in the morning. You know,
0: can you like take <laughs> in a listen yeah. or whatever?
1: Like she just facilitated everything happening while being the most pleasant person to deal with. So Ever in the yes, world. Yeah. So you.
3: Megan, this is really a big thank you to you. I don't know if you want to say bye to the listeners, but, uh, we would love for you to come on and just say,
0: bye. Hi. Bye. You guys are so sweet. There she is.
3: <laughs> are you crying yet?
0: <laughs> Maybe a little. Did I get the hamburger <laughs> role in Rocky Horror Picture Show? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Anytime you want to right. perform as a hamburger, you're totally welcome. You already got the costume. Thank you, Megan. Appreciate it. I would just like to say that this has been such an amazing show to work on these past, what's it been, like three and a half years? That yeah, I'm for you, do? I
2: think three and a half. Yeah.
0: Yeah. This has been hands down my favorite show to work on since I started doing podcasts. Yes. I love working with you guys. You're so much fun and you're so easy <laughs> to work with.
2: Really? That's surprising.
0: Yeah. Just joking. I feel like more than any show I've gotten to work with, you guys have just been a team. You you care about each other and everybody does what they got to do to get everything done, but everybody really enjoys working together you yeah. know like we're all happy to see each other when we show up for recording in person or on skype and that's so nice and it's yeah a rare Absolutely. thing to have with a show i love that i love that we've had it i'm definitely gonna miss it and all of the listeners and of course you guys well we're gonna Meghan, we're gonna whenever... miss you and we love you
3: and yeah. thank you so much for all of your hard work it's been it's been it's been a time it's been a time
2: it's it's not the end, though, Megan. Obviously, we'll still hopefully see you whenever life goes back to normal. You know. Oh, absolutely! Day. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yes, yeah, me- our I cats have to hang out with well Megan's
3: cats. Yes, I have to hang out with yeah. Megan's cats. And of course, Matt. To you, uh, before we thank the person, the people we really want to thank here, Matt, you have <laughs> been um, just honestly like such a good punching bag over these years, and you've taken it under the chin <laughs> in such a great way, and have been. Uh, Uh, you know, just a pleasure to sort of be the butt of the joke without taking it too seriously. And honestly, it takes a certain type of person to do that. And you are that type of person. And I mean that in with the utmost respect and confidence, because I'm not sure I could take it week after week. And so I was just
2: gonna say, I definitely, you know,
3: you're a good father, you're a good boss, you're a good podcaster, you're a good person all around. And we do love you.
2: I mean I wouldn't say all that. I'm but,
3: sorry. I, guys, I'm um, back. I'm sorry. Speak for uh someone yourself. just came in to me. I'm so sorry yeah, that what was not me. There, Darren? I'm back.
1: I feel very uncomfortable right now. Can we move on? Yeah, no, I, I'm so <laughs> sorry, everyone. Uh let's
3: move How on. How Could you Can-
2: do this? Bring Darren back to the show who are. I'm sorry. Are. We've
3: been going over an hour and I am just for I'm just
2: joking. One of the things that I wanted to say is that I don't think the listeners may appreciate or understand is that Matt actually worked his ass off. Because ass
1: off.
2: His ass off. Because what I don't think any of us kind of realize is for four years, we did not take a single week off of the show. Now, there were maybe one or two, three, four weeks where you know we did a recap episode or something like that. But we had content every single week. And the reason that we did was because for the most part, it was Matt. I've I picked up some through the summer. But Matt would work on these scripts and this research that we had for you guys every single week. And let me just say, as someone who did it, it is not a Quick, easy thing to do. So Matt, really, truly thank you because we wouldn't have a show if it weren't for the hard work that you put in for the last four years. So thank you for that.
3: Absolutely. and Well said. And finally, uh, big thank you. The biggest thank you. The most humbling thank you to all of you listeners out there just sticking with us through four years of mic checks and, you know, word vomit, <laughs> yes. especially for me. We couldn't have done it without you. And as a reminder, we are still podcasting so don't think this is the end of our annoying voices in your ear right john i mean
2: you gotta go (laughs) to our social
3: media see what we're doing we wouldn't be doing this and we wouldn't continue to do this if it weren't for you guys and the listeners and creating such a safe fun educational environment for so many of us
2: Yeah, and you've been so sweet to us. We've met, uh, I I don't want to say so many of you. I mean, we have so many listeners. We've only really met probably a small fraction of you all. But the ones we have met have been so amazing and so friendly. And we hope to see you again in the future once this pandemic is behind us. So there we go. Well, guys. This is our final cheers. That's right, Matt, any final words? I know we kind of rushed through that last part, but do you have any last thoughts before we cheers one last time?
1: Well, now because you both complimented me, I have to compliment you. And I I, I will just (laughs) say it's been a pleasure. And yes, Megan and Allie, it's been a pleasure. John and Darren, I'm continuously impressed with you guys, how you are just so on your feet in the conversation. It's been a joy to listen to you for the
2: last four years. Oh, thanks, Matt. That's so sweet. Well, this is it. The end of Martinis and Murder. Everyone get your drink that we told you to get at the top of the show for one final time. Here it is, And let's raise guys. our glasses. To you. You haven't heard the end of us. And this is to you. And Darren, cheers to you. It's been a pleasure.
3: On three, guys. Are you ready? Ready?
2: I'll see you next week, Darren. Let's put it that way.
3: Oh, yeah. We will see you all next week. But for our final, let's do it on three together. All right? Yes. Three, yes. Two, one.
2: Cheers, Cheers bitch. bitch.
3: Wow. Megan, you're going to have to edit it to make sure we're all together because we couldn't even get that <laughs> final fucking goodbye <laughs> right. A typical us. But it's been lovely. We all love you. Thank you so much for sticking with us. There's definitely more to come. Keep our socials in mind, guys. Keep our socials in mind. Yes. See you next Bye. time. Bye. Bye.